Hello, everybody, and welcome back to yet another episode of The Weekly Wilson. Um, coming at you today from lovely Wilmington, North Carolina, I am your uh, cramped host, Brian Wilson. And I, Jay Wilson, am your beleaguered host. Oh, you're really th- switching it up there, huh? Yeah. Yeah. I think Beleaguered, I, you say? Yeah, I did a bar crawl yesterday with the chemical engineers. Yeah, you know the chemical engineers get rowdy. Yeah, so they... Uh, I find, you know, I think in retrospect of your senior year, when I was hanging out with you and a bunch of your chemi friends, I think the chemis just kind of like figure out how to get down a little earlier in their senior year. Or at least, I don't know, maybe the way that their capstone goes. But they were turning out in uh, droves. Um, and they, the way they planned their bar crawl was starting at 2 PM and they had several bars that, uh, the time window that they were going to be, there was two hours stretching until 2 AM. It was all, it was all day. Okay. And I think that was a little much for me, for my taste. <laughs> oh wait, 12 o'clock noon to 2 AM? 2, 2 PM. 2 PM to 2 AM? 12 hours. Yeah, that that seems a little excessive to That's me. That's what I'm, I was what like. Do I know? I like disregard like how I'm feeling about drinking and like socializing at that point. I don't want to stand for twelve hours. And I understand there's chairs at these yeah. bars, but like, come on. <laughs> yeah, twelve hours is a long time to be doing anything, even something very enjoyable. So yeah, so uh, no, and I thought it was. I and also, <laughs> also, how much money do you burn through in twelve hours at bars? That's what I'm saying, man. It was a. Uh, I don't know how much I spent. I don't think a a terrible amount, but like a decent amount. Like probably on the order of like thirty five, fifty dollars. Oh, that's nothing for a bar, Jay. <laughs> well, I also don't especially have, twelve I, hours I'm of not bars. The, I don't have uh, extreme drinking prowess, Brian. Um, and at a certain point, I did go to a party that was being hosted by my good friend Rhea. So there, uh, yeah, it was. It was pretty nuts. I was surprised half the halfway point, um, <clears throat> or at least where Kelly and I kind of drew the halfway point. Um, we went to go get food, and like I was, I was fading, and I was like, "Well, I can't really see myself drinking anymore, so I don't know what's going to mm-hmm. happen now." And then Kelly was like, "No, we're we're going. We're getting back out there." And I was like, "How do you have this energy right now?" <laughs> but, um, but so then, uh, yeah, we, we got back out there. We went. To, I put on more clothes because it was getting colder, and that helped a lot. But um, then we went to Woody's for the second time in my life. Um, and I get behind uh, my friend Nate in line at the bar, and I'm just like, oh, I'll just get what Nate's having. I'm, I'm very influenced by, like, what other people get because I don't really like, I don't know, you know, it's all alcohol. So I'm just like, oh, I don't know what I'm going to get. And then I see Nate in front of me buy a pitcher of beer and request no cups. So then I was like, hmm. <laughs> I was like, well, that's that's a maneuver. I like that move. That's a maneuver. I'm not going up to the bar a bunch of times if that happens. So I was like, you know what? All right, I'll get a pitcher of beer. So then I bought a pitcher of beer, and we were sitting there drinking our pitchers of beer, and um, it was, I was, I was glad I made the maneuver. But by the end of the pitcher of beer, I definitely felt like I had a pitcher of beer in my stomach. <laughs> I was gonna say that's that's a lot of fluid to put in your stomach. Yeah, yeah. So that, I, I was kind of riding that. It was like the first half of the day, I was like slugging drinks left and right and then the second mm-hmm. half of the day i uh i was kind of riding the the bud light pitcher wave yeah i th- I do think that's a good move to make though because yeah you're getting all the alcohol you need at once and you're really just being honest with yourself because you're yeah. like okay i know what we're about here yeah no, no was... more of this multiple trips to the bar like opening up my tab and blah 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 get a bunch like, of rounds. Nah, just, just yeah. give me everything i need right now no, I was pretty. I was pretty happy about the move. Um, yeah. Yeah. And other than that, you know, it was pretty pretty classic. Um, the only other thing of note was there was one point when I was kind of like getting like peak high energy and like uh, inebriation in the first half, and uh, mm-hmm. my friend was standing on the edge of a balcony at a uh, Top Cats. I don't know if you ever went there. But, um, um, I think I walked in one time and nobody was there, so we were like, all right, we're leaving. <laughs> Dude, that's the one thing that'll get me to stay at a bar, is if there's nobody there. That's amazing. You get well, the- <laughs> it was it was clearly supposed to be like a high-energy dance bar. Like, it was just one large open room yeah. that was empty. 
yeah. with nothing in it. So I'm like, this basically just looks like a w- empty warehouse. Yeah, but anyhow, so this guy was standing. My my buddy Nate was standing on the edge of the balcony, and I like got him with the whole like I was pouring out his shirt. I was like, dude, did you, did you like spill on yourself already? It's like two o'clock, and then he looks down. <laughs> I flip his hat off his head, off the balcony outside of the property of the bar. <laughs> so he's Absolutely like, devastating. He's like, dude, that's outside. You got to go get that. And I was like, all right, all right, all right. Um, so then I uh, <laughs> I went and got his hat and then um, gave it to him and then immediately flipped his hat back off his head with the same trick back off the balcony. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, Dude, you are the worst kind of person. So I went and grabbed the hat again. And each time, mind you, I'm going downstairs outside of a fence and then back out around front around the block. Yeah. To, to then come back into the bar and give him his hat back. So then the last time I go, this time I go, I flipped his hat off twice. I go give him his hat back. And instead, right as I'm going to give him his hat, I just throw it off the balcony. I just like go and throw it, <laughs> spike it down off the balcony. Yeah, I was like, a third time would be pretty funny, but I feel like it's diminishing returns at that point. So I'm really glad no, you uh, switched it up on him. I think it was exponential returns, Brian. It's like, it's like staging a rocket booster <laughs> at your uh, periapsis. It was just, it was so... So great. <laughs> um, all right, all right, for real. Who's your hat back? Go get it. <laughs> it. Um, no, but yeah, so it was, it was a good time. I had, I, had a, I had a fun night. Murphy's stopped selling hot dogs before midnight last night, though, which was absolutely devastating. I was ready to pop in, get one drink and five hot dogs, and then yeah, nothing. By selling, do you mean giving away? Well, at this point in life, I, I kind of have recognized the fact that I need to buy at least one drink. And I think that um, the fact that I'm paying like at least $4 for a mixed drink to then eat five hot dogs that are each probably 10 cents, mm-hmm. I think that's a, that counts as selling hot dogs. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's fair enough. You're probably all reaching a pretty happy medium in that exchange. Yeah, everyone except the hot dogs. Those are ice cold much of the time. Um, those those rollers I'm convinced are just room temp and they just wait for the hot dogs to kind of <laughs> to thaw out to kind of yeah it's like I don't know man they just look they always look cold and then by the time I put on some ketchup and mustard and walk away from there and like bite into them I'm just like this we're really just kind of like getting this baloney up to room temp and then calling it a day <laughs> I mean it's, no, yeah well it the odds that a hot dog stays on those rollers long enough to get hot is low. So people are constantly just like, it's like the lowest bidder. Like, who's willing to eat the coldest hot dog? I know. That's <laughs> what I was going to say. Is they're probably, There's probably a high turnover rate. So it's just, if someone's waiting for a hot hot dog, they're never going to get it because someone else is always yeah, willing those, to like take the hit those for lukewarm, a temp hot dog. Yeah, those lukewarm dogs are getting snagged every time. <laughs> yeah. It's really, it really shows, uh, demonstrates like, economy and capitalism yeah but then it's really on the lower end of that you risk being made fun of by the people who are like the the workers who are standing next to the hot dog rollers because they know exactly when the hot dogs went on so like yeah i I have gotten (laughs) i have gotten roasted by them being like hey man we just put those on the roller like and i'm just like dude it's not my place right now (laughs) (laughs) gotta do what you gotta do But um, anyhow. All right. Well, as much as I love hearing about you eat uh, lukewarm hot dogs, Jay, we haven't uh, talked, on, at least on the podcast, in like, what's it been, three weeks now? Yeah, it's been a, something of a uh, Brian Wilson uh, wedding window at this point. Yeah. And we've uh, we've chatted a couple times offline, but I'm really interested to hear what the current update is on you and all of your big life endeavors and life decisions. Yeah. So, dude, I mean... I'm not gonna lie to you, I uh, I've been in a I've been in a, a funk for a while. Um, yeah, I know you were in a funk. Has the funk gotten less funky at all, or you still? I don't funky? know, man. Like, well, particularly right now, I feel like I drank for twelve hours yesterday. Um, Sounds accurate. So I don't really like. I don't know, but like, there's there's a lot of stuff to get done, and like, I uh, I'm not looking forward to doing it. So I'm just kind of like in that kind of zone right now where I'm just not super jazzed at being on this side of all these tasks that I have to do. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't know. It's really just been um, kind of dealing with one thing after another. And 
that's kind of forced me to be making all these life decisions while I'm not in the greatest like headspace. So mm-hmm. I can like I'm I'm still considering all the same variables and like and I'm not I, I'm not miserable all the time, but it's just that uh like coming from this space, it's a lot easier for me to focus on the um the parts of these decisions that are making them difficult versus the 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 payoffs for like on the other sides of these decisions. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that can be kind of a self-destructive place to be because, yeah, whenever I have to make big life decisions, it's like, yes, you're always giving up one thing and there's always going to be certain things that are scarier, intimidating about both paths. Mm. But I think it's best to focus on, okay, I know both of these are going to be fun and exciting and offer their own set of opportunities. So then when you finally do come to a decision, I think it's best to be excited for those things rather that you can re- it, it's you can really go either way is once you make the decision i think the ideal mindset is to be excited about the things you're getting and then just try to not think about the things that you're not getting mm-hmm. but you could also um once you make your decision focus on the scary intimidating things of the decision you did make and then also on the other side be um having fomo about all the things that you just gave up and that is not a mentally healthy place to be. I, yeah, I can, I, I can very, attest to it's that. A very, it's, <laughs> but it's a knife's edge. It's like not an easy, like you really have to have total don't, or total control over your mental focus, I guess, to yeah. make sure you're perceiving the right things. So, no, yeah. So and I, yeah, if you're, like you said, if you're already stressed out about a bunch of other things, it's kind of hard to exercise that control. Yeah, yeah. So I just kind of like, I, 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 I've been in that zone a lot lately by virtue of who knows what, but um, I think definitely at least a, a non-zero part of it is that uh, I just have, I, I got too many things converging and too many things uh, kind of trying to steal the headline that it's tough for me to be, uh, you know, very jazzed about um, like a lot of stuff. I don't know. I've, I've, I feel overwhelmed yeah. in a lot of ways, but um. <clears throat> I think I think that's very typical way to feel when you're about to graduate college. It's like everything you've been working on for not just the past five years, but like your entire life, like your academic career is coming to a culmination, mm-hmm. um, depending on if you do grad school and stuff or not. But still, it's like a big landmark where, yeah, I don't know. It's like, I guess high school is the first time that it's like, all right, you've done all of the mandatory education. Where do you want to go now? Mm-hmm. But for a lot of people, it's a pretty straightforward, I'm going to go to college answer. So this is, so then for the people that do go to college, this is kind of the first like, all right, you can do literally anything you want. Yeah. Pick something. So, yeah. So I, so I was applying to grad schools and I think I've already said it on the pod, but I didn't get into any of those schools that I was trying to uh, get into for uh, a robotics program, um, by virtue of, I, uh, who knows, but, um, anyhow, so then it was looking like grad school was not sure. And I was kind of starting to think about like, Oh, do I need to start need to look, starting to look for a job, um, in the meantime. And then like, you know, I, I forget if I talked in depth about the Cincinnati offer on the pod. Yeah. I can't remember either. Yeah. But it ba- was a quick recap just it, in case. Yeah. But basically a professor who I had in my coursework was like, Hey, I think you'd be a good uh, grad student. Like you should apply to UC. We have funding available. And I was like, Oh, sick. Like here's somebody who's like validating the fact that like, I think I'm a good student. And that felt really nice. Um, mm-hmm. so then I applied, I started looking into the research at UC. Um, was like excited and not excited to potentially come back to UC for different reasons. You know, it's like, I love Cincinnati. I love Clifton. Well, I don't love Clifton. I love Cincinnati. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> very Clif- clear distinction there. Clifton's all right. I, you know, it has its charm. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was like there was, and there was cool research going on here that, um, I was potentially interested in. Um, but then, you know, it's like, okay, I'm like kind of sticking around Cincinnati. All my, like, yes, it'll be nice to be somewhere where I'm familiar with, but almost all of my friends are probably going to leave. Um, and then there was like a whole bevy of other things associated with just grad school where it's like, um, oh, is it going to be way harder than I think it's going to be? Like, am I going to be worked to death and hate my life? Like, um, and is like, am I even up to snuff, you know, like confidence wasn't doing great after getting rejected from these other schools. 
um, all, <laughs> any, any number of like, you know, anxieties around that. Um, but then stack on top, it's like Kelly's moving to Midland, Michigan. So I'm going to, well, whatever I do, it's like that dynamics obviously going to be affected. And then, um, like that just creates this whole own anxious situation. Um, but, um, we were having some talks and I was kind of like working through my different anxieties associated with different paths forward. And we kind of decided, all right, well, um, like I'm really nervous about grad school, but I'm also really nervous about, uh, how to kind of move forward with mine and Kelly's relationship. So then, Mm -hmm. um, kind of the place we worked out to where I can kind of prioritize both in a way, or at least, um, you know, uh, kind of stay true to my intentions of grad school while not completely letting Kelly and Jay atrophy is like taking a year, um, move into Midland with Mich- or with Michigan, with Kelly, um, <laughs> you know, working, um, getting a job. And then next year come, uh, grad school app time. Um, if I still got the fire for it, apply to other schools, perhaps different programs, um, and then kind of like go into grad school, rip roaring ready with, a with Kelly and I as a united front, you know, going, going whichever place it seems, um, is the path forward. So, yeah. So, <clears throat> so after the year when you apply to other grad schools, then, it's like depending on where you get in, you would both move together. That's the idea, yeah. So okay, interesting. So yeah, future employers, please. Uh, you know, I'm just I'm just kidding. I'm 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 coming for the long haul. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, yeah. So we'll see. Uh, but yeah, definitely other um, big shifts associated with that uh, maneuver. But uh, first and foremost is that. Um, you know, I don't really have a job yet, so that's kind of like it's a it's a leap, and I'm not I'm not too terribly concerned about like um, potentially not getting a job because I, I think I'll be able to find a job just fine. Um, there's plenty of opportunity mm-hmm. in Michigan, but um, but yeah, now it's like uh, kind of entering the job search and trying to find something that might be uh, you know somewhat relevant to any research efforts I might have in the future if I choose to go forward with grad school. Um, mm-hmm. But It'll be, uh, yeah, so there's just, like, a lot of a lot of those kinds of decisions going on. You know, it's, like, it's pretty, it's unsettling yeah. when, like, your, like, two- to five-year outlook is, like, changing drastically uh, very frequently. Because I was, yeah, like, really, stuff. really close to taking the Cincinnati offer. But I was just, like, feeling, I, like, I, I, I didn't have time to sort through all my feelings about it. So then it's, like, I would need to, like, <laughs> schedule times to sort through feelings. And then it's, like, oh, shoot, <laughs> like, I've been, like feeling really anxious about these what does that mean oh dang i don't think i should do this and like it's uh man it's wild it's wild time yeah 10 o'clock wallowing myself loathing yeah no exactly (laughs) um one thing one thing i do want to touch on that you mentioned i guess it was like a few minutes ago now but uh it's interesting how uh moving to a new city and not knowing anybody feels so much different than staying in the same city and everyone you know moving away yeah because it's like i guess both scenarios you're starting from a point where especially if you were starting grad school it'd be like you were you'd be starting a new chapter of your life and not knowing anybody Mm -hmm. um but in one you're in a city you know or have been in for years and in another one you're just in a completely brand new city yeah and i feel like being in the city you know almost feels worse because i don't know maybe you feel like you were the one that was left behind or you were the one that didn't move on yeah. Like level up or something. I don't know. How do you feel about that? Yeah, I don't know. I thought it would definitely be interesting because it's like, well, there's still a bunch of people that I know and love here. And like, I could probably still do Run Club if I was a grad student, you see. Um, uh huh. So that would be interesting. Um, but uh, yeah, it'd be like, I'd be going to all the same places, doing all the same things, but I'd be doing them like either alone or with new people. Mm-hmm. So like, I think it would be like a shift in my lifestyle enough to where it's like, um, It'd be like, I don't know, it's it's a weird mix of like, it's it's like if you got the chance to have your first year at UC again, but like keeping all of your same knowledge with you. It's like I'd be with new classmates. Yeah, it'd be like, uh, it'd be like playing through a video game for the second time. Kind of, yeah. Um, or like Almost. just like upping the difficulty maybe, I don't know. But uh, 
but yeah, so it's um that yeah. is it's just it was it was a really uh, wild um <laughs> a really wild uh, few weeks, but um mm-hmm. and what, yeah, what, I guess that's kind of a that's kind of a moot point to discuss now because you've kind of made your decision. You're moving to Midland. Yeah, the job. Yeah, and uh, uh, grad school <laughs> applications on the horizon again. Yeah, I think the uh, I think what the the bummer of it all though is that uh, <laughs> I don't know. I think unrelated to all these things um, is like you know the funk that's been overlaying everything. So then when you guys are all reaching out to me and being like, "Hey Jay, what's going on?" And I'm saying like, "Well, these are things that are going on. Let me tell you about them." But I'm like in a bad mood. It's like. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, you know, making, making big life decisions when you're not feeling the best or like you're the best version of yourself. It's like, it just kind of like magnifies everything. I feel like where it's just like, oh man, like, is this, is Jay doing all right? <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, I won't lie. Like Sydney and I, we were definitely concerned for you for a while and like how sad you were was making me sad. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but I mean, yeah, but when we would talk, it would just be, like, you venting all of your feelings and emotions, so we hear everything that, like, you're upset or stressed about, and then I would have to kind of step away and be like, okay, Brian, like, I know Jay just said all that stuff, but, like, he's not just going day-to-day, 24 hours a day, sad. Like, he's still hanging out with friends, he's still, like, drinking on the weekends, like, going to parties, playing games and stuff, like... It's not just all rain clouds all the time. Yeah, it's like... The At stu- least I, I hope that's not how it was. <laughs> no, it's... And, like, that, that's the thing is that, like, even at times, it's like I get excited about the next steps, but, um... But, like, when I have, like, little opportunities to give myself breaks and just, like, step outside of, you know, the next five years of my life and just, like, hang out in the next, like, five hours of my life, it's like... Mm-hmm. That stuff, like, I'm... I have a really good time with. And, like, I'm, uh... You know, it's a, it's a lot easier to just kind of like loosen up and do my thing. But, um, but yeah, man, it's been it's been tough. And <laughs> this is where I kind of wanted to get into a, a meat and potatoes of a story that is kind of like the crux of a lot of um, of a lot of angst that was that happened recently that I don't think I told you entirely about. Okay. Um, but. Yeah, I don't know. Are we getting on a bus or something? What, what is it? <laughs> I, I just figured like we would skip the bus this week. Okay, yeah, we'll just stay here. It's it's a lot of energy. Um, but anyways, <laughs> um, speaking of energy, Brian, um, so last Thursday, yeah, last Thursday, um, in around noon, um, the power went out at my house. Okay. I told you about that, right? No. No. Okay. Wow. You really don't know anything then. So the power went out of my house around <laughs> noon on Thursday. I know nothing. This freaking idiot. Um, no. So I, the power went out at noon and then me and my one other roommate, Lucas, who was here at the time, were just like, oh, well, that's weird. Um, I guess we'll like wait for it to come back on. This, ha- this has happened a couple times. Like It usually comes on within a f- uh, two or three hours. So we're just like, all right. Um, doesn't come on for a while. We like file an outage, and we're um, we're waiting. You know, um, gets to mm-hmm. be later in the day, and it's still not still not up. You know, they said like oh probably around six thirty. It's not up at six thirty. We check again, and our power outage has been taken off the map. And the whole time we saw we were the only outage on the map. It was like hmm huh, well that's odd. Yeah. So then we started to get like nervous slash annoyed because we still didn't have power and it was like getting dark and um uh-huh. um so then uh i was like busy like working like i was like oh this will get sorted out let me like i'm I'm like bouncing between like spaces on campus like trying to get my work done then be like all right well we have electric appliances am i i need to like figure out dinner too um so i was just like kind of in the hunt trying to get my work done and like stay uh stay fed and stuff. So I, uh, I come back and find that, uh, my, my other roommate, Caleb had been, uh, calling, trying to sort out what, what's going on. And, um, nobody would tell him what was going on because he wasn't an authorized user on the, uh, Duke energy account. Right. Oh. 
So he tells me, hey, I like I need to be you to get information because I pay the electric and gas bill. Mm-hmm. And um, he said, I need to be you to get information. And I was like, I don't think that's how it works. Um, but I guess I understood. <laughs> so I was just like, okay, well. And he said, hey, so I told them I was you. And they said that it was a billing issue, that they shut off our power on purpose. Oh, and that, no. <laughs> and that we need to call them at 7 a.m. tomorrow. Because that's when the service desk opens. And I'm just like, well, that <laughs> oh, sucks. Boy. So then, yeah, so we like are buying, at this point, we're buying ice from the gas station to put in our fridges to like keep stuff relatively cold. Um, oh, no. Yeah, so I'm just like, well, shoot, like it would have been cool if they could have told us, but also, like, a billing issue? Would they, I was just like, I was furiously checking my emails at that point, being like, did they tell me that the bill wasn't paid? Like, where yeah, is this? Getting like, warnings or something? And I was like, yeah, like usually they'll like nail stuff to the door and be like, hey, you haven't paid. Like we're going to show you off at this date and like mm-hmm. things like that. Like I'm just like, in my experience with utilities, like secondhand from dad, it's like this doesn't happen overnight. So I'm just like, what the heck happened? Yeah. Like there's no end. My, also, and my also story the, oh, prediction sorry. right now is yeah. that uh, someone else somewhere else didn't pay their bill and they meant to shut off their power, but they accidentally shut off your power. That's okay. my current prediction. Duly noted. But anyhow, so um, and I look at this point, I'm just like, oh, my bill's paid. What the hell's going on? Like, mm-hmm. and I'm like looking through trying to figure out what it could be. But then I'm just like, all right, well, I need to wake up at seven to do this phone call and it's getting late already. So then I don't get a ton of sleep. I wake up. To try and sort out this nonsense. And like, in the midst of all this, this is like, things are due. Jay's deciding where to like, go to grad school or not go to grad school. Like, I don't know when this was happening in relation to all that. But like, basically, like, my life was crazy. And then like, this nuke was dropped in the middle of it. And I'm just like, okay, come on. (laughs) But, um, so then I, uh, I go to, um, call them and they're saying, Oh, hey, you're not an authorized user. Like, we can't tell you anything, pretty much. And I'm just like, well, if I'm not an authorized user, then who is? And, like, I'm calling multiple times, keep talking to different people. That, and at this point, like, by the time I get on the line with somebody, I'm, like, an expert at what they're going to tell me. Like, I'm just like, mm-hmm. hey, my name's Jay Wilson. I'm on this account. Here's the account number. No, I'm not an authorized user. The authorized user is Bob and, so and like, so-and-so. And, like, um... So, so who is the authorized user? Is that your uh, landlord? Yeah, so it's the landlord. And I'm just like, hey, like that. I know that I'm not the authorized user, but like I'm trying to sort this out. And I'm like on the phone with them too. And like, please just like, and I'm like talking to them and they're saying like, oh, I really can't say anything. But like, um, yeah, the meter's fine from our end. It says that you're not shut off or like that our meter's fine. I'm just like, I understand the meter's fine. I don't have power. Like, <laughs> yeah, I was like, and they're just like, well, we can't really tell you anything. I'm just like, well, somebody yesterday told me it was a billing issue and I wasn't Bob yesterday. So, and like, <laughs> why is that? And they're just like, well, I can't talk to what anybody else said. And I'm just like, okay, but like somebody said it was a billing issue. Now you're telling me it isn't. Did they make that up for no reason? Why did they say that? Like, I'm trying to figure this out and nobody will tell me my food's going bad. Please help. And they're just like, yeah. In hindsight, were you like angry, frustrated customer at this point, or were you still trying to keep a level head to so, some extent? Interesting enough, Brian, because that. So when Jay was in the mode of my bills paid and my power's off and nobody will tell me anything, I'm. I need to get angry at Duke Energy so that I can like make things happen because this like deser- I deserve to be angry right now. But yeah. um, but then. Dude, something deep in me, and I don't know if it's, like, temperament, per se, or, like, being, like, level-headed. Like, I don't know if it's, like, a virtue within me, but, like, I just didn't have it in me to get angry at these operators, because I'm just like, they didn't shut off my power, they don't know what's going on, and they have, like, Mm -hmm. no interest in screwing over Jay Wilson. I'm just like, it's like... (laughs) It was, since it wasn't productive at all to get angry at them, like, I couldn't get angry at them. And I'm just, like... Yeah. And I just wanted power to be on. So, like, I started to get, like, more unhinged, I'd say. Like, not in the sense of, like, yelling at these people, but more in terms of being, like, a real human being instead of trying to just, like, be like, oh, um, pardon me. I was, like... Like, I was talking to this one woman, like, Carrie or something. I was, like... So, Carrie, like, I understand that, like, I'm not an authorized user, but, like, you gotta, like, sympathize with me, like... My food's going bad. I'm the guy who pays the bills. And, like, 
I don't know what's going on. Yeah. You got to help me out, Carrie. <laughs> like, come on. And she's just like, yeah. Oh, like, I'm really sorry. But I'm just like, no, you're not. Like, you know, I'm just, <laughs> no, but I didn't say that. But, uh, but yeah, so then I'm calling the landlord, calling Duke Energy a billion times. I was on the phone with Duke Energy for like three hours that morning. Um, but uh, I, we eventually sorted out to where they said, hey, yeah, the bill isn't paid. Like, here's the thing, Jay. So your house is divided up into three meters, three different huh. electric meters. And evidently, I set up the ability to pay for one of the meters. And I did that incorrectly. So when you get energy at a house, PSA for any youngsters out there listening, it should always be in your name, at least almost always. That's the common setup is that you work it out with the city to where you're just like, hey, this is me. I'm living at this domicile and I want to pay for utilities to be here. So it's like just communications between you and them. So what needed to happen was service needed to be stopped and then I needed to call and, and buy electricity and gas from the city or Duke or what have okay. you. Um, what I did was attached myself to an existing account for one of the meters so that I could pay for that. Because they don't give a two flying hoots who's paying for the electricity. Yeah. So anybody can pay for it. But I only had the ability to pay for it. I had no power else, elsewhere. So then when this, mm-hmm. all these issues arise, nobody will tell me anything because it's not my account. So then I was just <laughs> okay. I was just paying for like the power in the basement is essentially what I was doing. <laughs> oh, no. Meanwhile, all the other electricity and gas bills are going unpaid since we moved in. Okay. So what, were they getting sent to the landlord and the landlord was just doing nothing with them? Interesting you say that, Brian, because I was sitting there being like, all right, this is obviously my fault because I set it up wrong. But how was I supposed to realize this? Because what ended up happening was they would send the notices to the landlord, at least they thought they were. In reality, what they were doing was sending them to an address that they hadn't lived at for 16 years because of some sort of like shift that Duke had in their system. So, of course, if we look at all the variables, like element, like opportunities for Jay to suss out that something was extremely wrong with this bill, um, I had never before in my life paid a gas or electric bill personally. Um, mm-hmm. I had I had paid other people, and there were, looking back, there were times people said, "Wow, Jay, your energy bill is way lower than mine." And I was like, "Well, that's interesting." Um, <laughs> it, it was weird, but then I've never paid a gas bill, and in reality, what was like, I was sitting there being like, "All right, I paid for the gas and electricity." Um, Duke is happy. My landlords have not said anything to me about anything being unpaid. So if anything, they would know, right? And then third, the lights and gas are working. Yeah. Like nobody's upset with me. Everything's on and I'm paying. Like. Yeah. For for how many months now? (laughs) Since August. So like eight months. (laughs) Yeah. How long was Duke just letting this go? Yeah. I don't know, man. Anyhow. So then... Yeah, go on. So then they're just like, yeah, give us $3,800, please. (laughs) I was going to say, yeah, how much did you owe at this point? (laughs) Yeah, and I'm just like, all right, that's fair, but, like, can you turn on my power? Because, obviously, like, I'm an ace at paying for the basement electricity. Like, can you please, like, this isn't for lack of trying to pay. And, like, at this point, what really was the catalyst for success was, um my landlord getting on the phone with Duke because they're just like, oh, you're the account owner? La-dee-da. What do you want to know? Everything's messed up. <laughs> Let us tell you how this works. Um, so then, yeah, basically I had to figure out how to pay for accounts that were never in any way associated with me. Um, they were able, they turned on, they turned everything back on once we like were able to explain to them like the difficulties. But, uh, dude, then I had to like, track down $3,800 really quick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it was this just an even split between the roommates? It was like $550 a roommate for all of our year of gas and electricity, essentially. Okay, which I guess is kind of upsetting, but it's like uh, you're paying the same amount just all at once instead of spread out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, I don't know. But then were there, like, late fees, too, or what? I don't think so. 
No, they they were saying there's no, they didn't charge any uh any additional fees, but like I don't know. I was pretty uh by the time things were getting sorted out, you know, I was uh I was it makes sense for everyone to be kind of like temperate in that situation, you know, just like ever assuming everyone's like a normal human being, like giving out a normal human being amount of understanding. It doesn't mm. really like my. My expectation, I guess, was that, like, oh, like, I didn't have any way to sort this out, so, like, um, and, like, we're not paying extra, it's just that we're paying what we should have the whole time, so it's, like, my roommates, in theory, shouldn't really be, like, like, hopefully they're not too upset with me, although they could be, like, it's, everyone would understand if they were, like, they could have gotten super angry, my landlord could have gotten super angry if he wanted to, because, like, the bill's in his name, and his Mm -hmm. wife's name. Yeah, I'm like, did that just, did that, like, trash his credit score or something? Yeah, I don't so, know. But anyways, so then, I, but everyone was just kind of like, all my roommates were just like, oh, yeah, let me get you this money as soon as possible. Like, thanks for sorting this out. And then, like, my landlord's just like, oh, like, no, you guys have been great. Tenants, like, shit happens. Don't worry about it. Like, I got a kid in college. They're trying to figure everything out. Like, and, uh. Yeah. So, like, everyone was understanding. And I, like, at one point I was, like, talking to my landlord. I was like, hey, like, and I was explaining. Like, I was just like. Hey, I understand, like, everyone on my end's frustrated, but, like, I recognize that you guys on your end could also be, like, really, really angry if you wanted to be. So I just, like, appreciate you, like, not being that way. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. um, Yeah, so eventually we got that all sorted out. But um, then as I was getting that sorted out, so I'm, like, running low on sleep, I'm frazzled. um, It's revealed to me that... uh, Hey Jay, so you thought you forgot to sign up for Run Club Nationals, um, so that you weren't gonna go, but you were okay with that because your hips kind of hurt. But um, we actually did sign you up for stuff if you want to come along and try to do a race, and we're leaving in an hour. So do you want to go to Michigan for the weekend? What? And I was like, what, dude? Like, come on. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> so then I was like trying to figure that out and like flipping out i just i ended up not going still i feel because it, i was I gonna just, say i feel like that's an easy no if you're already resigned to not going yeah so that but that was weird and then like yeah man and then i like was like drinking over the weekend and having a good time but then it's just like it was i was i was frazzled for quite some time <laughs> quite frazzled yeah so that was just thursday that was thursday that you sorted out all the power yeah thursday night into friday and then like friday night I, like, went out with friends and was drinking and having a good time. And then Saturday, I forget what happened Saturday, but there was another thing Saturday night. And then Sunday, I was, like, working on this quiz all day that usually, like, these quizzes take an hour, but this one took, like, four for some reason. Oh, jeez. And, like, I was just, it was nonsensical. I was. Yeah. Yeah, man, but it's just been, like, kind of a whirlwind of all these things happening for quite a while. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, sounds like so, it. Not a fan. But but where are you at right now? Are you still kind of whirlwinding, or um, feel like it's slowing down? Feel like it's picking up, but gonna end soon? It's starting to slow down. So like a lot of this, a lot more stuff is done now. But like um, tomorrow we have our presentation for Capstone, and we we're hoping to have this like physical manifestation of this thing done. So that needs to work itself out today, and then I need to uh, for my. I have one exam on Wednesday that I have no clue how I'm going to do because it's like, it's the robot control design class, right? And my Mm -hmm. whole thing has been like, I've been a big part of like getting the robot working that is like our main project in the class. But then the class is all about like the mathematics of controls and stuff. So then Mm. I don't really, I'm not too sharp on all that math. So I'm just like. Well, if we're not going to get tested on making the robot work, we're going to be tested on the math, and I'm I'm not confident about this. <laughs> um, oh boy! So I'm nervous about that. Uh, I have to write a rap for sociology of hip hop, and then also make an art piece for sociology of hip hop. But um, you have to write a rap. Yeah, man. That's fun. Kinda. I think it'll be fun once I get going <laughs> on it. But like, I just don't want to right now. <laughs> yeah. And then like this art piece, I have no freaking clue what I'm going to do. But uh. We'll see. Do you think you get more credit or less credit if instead of writing the rap ahead of time, you just freestyle? Dude, I think I can, like, I think that would probably get me, give me more credit, but, uh... Yeah, I think so, too. It would have to be good, and also I'd have to freestyle. Um, yeah, it'd be, but, like, high-risk, high-reward kind of thing. 
Yeah. Um, side note, little annoying thing. Another thing I'm going to have to do today is write two paragraphs summarizing this presentation that I gave for that class. Um, mm -hmm. And it's absolute bullshit that I have to write two paragraphs to summarize this thing. Because basically, we gave these uh, presentations analyzing a song, right? Mm -hmm. Or like a, a hip-hop artifact. And um, mm -hmm. I made a very good presentation analyzing this song. And it was very clear, concise... It was like a visually appealing presentation. I made some good points. I practiced my presentation so that I could deliver it well. And then I delivered mm -hmm. it well. Meanwhile, 90% of the rest of the class wrote multiple paragraphs on multiple slides, read those paragraphs, and had no real clear points about what they were saying. Ugh. So then basically all, all enough of the other presentations were shitty enough to where he's just like, Hey, so I'm going to have you guys write two paragraphs to summarize your analysis of whatever. Um, this will be an, ad an addendum to your clarity points and whatnot. And I'm just like, all right, dude. Like, writing two paragraphs summarizing my points, it's going to be easy. Like, I know I can do that. I mm -hmm. made a good analysis. But, like, I put in more time than all these other people, I feel like, before my presentation in order to make it good. And now I have to do more work after because other people did it bad. And I know yeah. they're not. And I know I'm, I'm going to do more work on these two paragraphs than those people are going to do too. Especially since they already wrote paragraphs and I didn't. Yeah, theirs are just in their slides. <laughs> like I'm just like, this is bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Well, sometimes that's the cost of doing things well. Is when you do everything well, you spend more time on everything. Yeah, man. So but that's that's that probably goes, be... that goes a lot. That goes a lot farther in the real world. In college, depending on what class it is, it doesn't necessarily get you too far. Yeah, so that's um that's gonna be something that I'm doing today. But yeah, it's a, uh, I mean it's definitely like, yeah we're definitely making progress through all these things. But um, yeah man, it's uh, whew. so it's isn't graduation like next weekend? Yeah, it's Friday. Yeah, so then are you done or is there more school after that? No school after that. So all my stuff is due um, Thursday for sociology of hip hop, and then my last my one and only exam is on Wednesday. Okay. Yeah. So when I say like, is is there a horizon like a, I don't know like a summit in the near future and like things will get easier? Is graduation not that kind of checkpoint where you're like, all right, I get to this and then a lot of work falls off and I can like breathe a little bit? Yeah. Like, how it, are you feeling about graduation? <laughs> um. Like. Yeah. So I'm excited about it. It's kind of like a thing where, like, it's all coming to a head, and like. Uh, I don't know. It's like it's all it's all ending pretty quick, and that's a bummer. But um, like this whole time through all this like ending experience, I just kind of wish that like I could stop and smell the roses a little more versus like full court press to get these things done. You know? Yeah, I feel that. Like that's kind of frustrating to me. But um, but no, yeah. So like graduation, I mean, <laughs> a lot of stuff is gonna drop well, away. Does uh does going out with the friends and drinking for 12 hours not count as stopping to smell the roses <laughs> it, it certainly was and i've been like giving myself a lot more slack a, a lot of times like to like play games and like do the fun stuff like i'm i'm like begrudgingly having fun now where it's like, it's, like <laughs> begrudgingly gonna, having fun like i'm just like i'm gonna sort out this shit one way or another but like i i refuse to like disengage with like all my friends doing this fun stuff but uh, -huh. uh yeah cause, i don't know it's uh, yeah I don't know, because you obviously feel how you feel with everything you have going on, but, like, from me looking in, I'm like, okay, post-graduation decisions have been made, you're gonna have to look for a job, but that can wait, mm -hmm. and then you just have to get through these exams, and then you're done, which it sounds like your exam load is pretty light. Yeah. So. No, we're getting there. I don't know, what's the, and what, like, what's the rub? <laughs> yeah, dude, the rub is, I think that I just kind of feel like shit, um, but, mm -hmm. uh. It's not like, I don't know, I don't feel like shit constantly, it's just that I feel like shit in general uh, Okay. a lot of the time. But, uh, <laughs> it's, um, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. It's, um, it's just that, like, by, by nature of all the things that I have going on, I feel like I'm not doing a very good job at any of them. Even though, like, I'm moving forward and, like, I'm, I'm getting my stuff done and I'm not, like, I'm not, like, failing on paper by any means, it's just, like... Being this, uh, being overextended to this point just, like, does make me feel like I'm doing a, like, I'm, 
rather than like succeeding at a few things, I'm like doing a bad job at a lot of things, you know? <laughs> yeah, I understand. So that's kind of, that's kind of, that's kind of where I'm at right now. It's like, there's a lot yeah. of things that I wish I was doing better at, but I feel like I don't really have time to, uh, to make it happen the way that I want to. Yeah. Just kind of spread too thin. Yeah. Can't like, put, can't like, put your full effort and ability into any one thing. Yeah. Yeah. How's, uh, how's the hip? The hip, it's like slowly getting better. Um, I've been doing some runs lately. Uh, Oh, good. I, didn't, I didn't run yesterday or the day before, but that was just kind of, I got busy. That's another thing is that mm-hmm. like, it's tough for me to stay dedicated to like this tiny amount of running that I'm doing right now when like sometimes there's fun stuff or sometimes like the schedule just gets crazy. But basically I've been mm-hmm. doing these exercises that the trainer's been telling me to do and going on like two mile runs. I did like three in a row was the other day and that was, that was really good. Um, okay, nice. Yeah. So, um. So I, I've been doing like these short runs with um, another injured guy on club, and so that's been nice. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and those oh, are getting... that's really good. I'm glad you have someone to run with, and you're able yeah. to run a little bit. No, and it's kind of brought me face to face with the fact of like, um, I don't know. It's through this experience I've kind of realized that like the benefits that I get from running aren't entirely just running. It's like I used to mm-hmm. think that I was kind of like chemically addicted to like the act of like exercising every day and getting that part of it um Mm -hmm. and i think i was i think i i didn't like not account for it at all but i think i underestimated the impact of like uh like me getting to have that active like exercise time but it being coupled with like seeing all the people that i like and like being in a relaxed setting and like talking about stuff and just like like you know being a social activity was like yeah uh, a big part a of big it. piece of your psychological health yeah because i've been doing a lot of lifting lately and it's just like that and that doesn't scratch the same itch and i think that's a big reason why it's like i need i need i need the for people. sure but um, yeah i feel the same way it's funny though how being the accomplished runners that we are it's like just running two miles a day feels like you aren't really doing anything but i think i've realized through my injuries too it's like we we have to readjust our expectations where it's like oh two miles a day is like a pretty pretty good amount to be getting out there when you're going from nothing to two miles a day so yeah so that's good yeah so i've been like when i when i am able to stay consistent with my exercises and then like do my little runs and like take care of my body the way i need to that definitely makes me feel good um but you know when you're when you wake up and uh (laughs) and eat breakfast and then go to the gym and then come back and uh start drinking it too you don't really have a lot of time to like, you know, do all this, all those stuff the right way you want to, or get your little mini injured person run in. Um, yeah, so yeah for sure. I don't, so I don't know if I'll run today, and that'll be three days in a row of not running. But uh, I'll probably do my hip exercises and just maybe, uh, you know, maybe this coming week will be not only graduation week, but the first week that Jay uh, does a full week of small runs every day. Well, cool. That's exciting. We'll see. We'll see. But. Alrighty, well, I think that was a full scope, comprehensive update of everything going on in Jay's life. I think so, yeah. <laughs> so I guess we'll we can get to my life next week. I guess. You think? You know, do you want to give any little updates? I know you're living in the van, but you don't even want to. Yeah. Dive I mean, into it. Yeah, I kind I kind of got a lot going on. The Cliff Notes is uh, had a lot of doctor's appointments this week. Um, Got an MRI on my knee, uh, confirmed torn meniscus. Ooh. So I'm going to see an orthopedist to see if it's anything that can be fixed, which I doubt since it hasn't fixed itself in six months. Mm-hmm. Um, so prob- I'm, in my unprofessional opinion, probably going to need surgery. Mm. Um, my other knee has also started hurting in a very similar way. So I'm thinking I'm going to have to get another MRI, which I'm like super pumped about spending 800 more dollars to get the same MRI on my other knee when I feel Love like it. we could have got them both at the same time. <laughs> um, but yeah, I might have like a little double knee surgery coming my way. <laughs> Jeez, dude. Um, also saw a cardiologist about all of my passing out episodes. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to get an MRI on my heart. So also super stoked to pay for that. Yeah. Also went to the dentist. Everything's good there. So nice. <laughs> no notes. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, yeah, this past week has been our first week in the van coming back from our outage travels. So uh, got back in the van. Uh, plumbing was leaking. Electricity was being a little bitch. 
been trying to fix that all week uh we have i think we started the week with probably five major issues and we're down to one major issue that we at least have a workaround for now Mm -hmm. um trying to sort out that last one and then yeah we've added some finishing touches we have our curtain between the front and the back of the van now um we've reorganized about a hundred times trying to get things in the most convenient places yeah but yeah that's the two minute rundown of where i'm at Oh, geez. Well, it sounds like we're in for quite an episode next week. Yeah, we can really dig in. I expect you to have a full set of interview questions ready for me. Dude, yeah. I'll be in an, I'll be in interview mode, hopefully. So. All right, good. <laughs> yeah, but, well, but regardless, yeah, it was good to hear everything that's up with you, so. Yep. I'm sure, but, I'm sure the viewers have been chomping at the bit wondering where we are. Yeah, man, I've, I've missed doing this. Um, but, yeah. I'm excited to hopefully be calming down here in the near future, get more regular. Alrighty, sounds good. All right, um, yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, the Gmail, Instagram, and Twitter are all Weekly Wilson Pod. Um, so get at us on there. Um, but yeah, lots of lots of things, lots of lots of irons in the forge for Jay and Brian these days. Hopefully, we'll we'll smith something of value in the next in the next week but until the end of next week unless otherwise noted my name's jay wilson his name's brian wilson and this has been the weekly wilson Yeah, this was one of those episodes where I, uh, you really, you really dominated the time and possession. Yeah, I, I acknowledge that. <laughs> F- final score was still zero zero though, so nothing to show for it. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. I think I just like uh, own gold like four times, and then we ended the pod. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you uh, you've been watching Ted Lasso.